Hello, wrestling family. Welcome to Sound of Whistle with IHSA wrestling official Tony Clark. Each week, I will bring you interviews with prominent figures in the sport of high school wrestling. Welcome to Sound the Whistle with Tony Clark. I'm Susan Marie, and I am back to host this week's episode. So thankfully, I guess I didn't do too awful of a job if Tony let me come back. I had such a blast last time, so I'm ready to get going again. On this week's episode, we are joined by a very special VIP. I've got Elliot Hopkins here. He's the NFHS Director of Sports and Student Services and Liaison to the Wrestling Rules Committee. That's a mouthful. Like I said, VIP in the house. So Elliot, welcome. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited. So apparently there's a bunch of new changes going on in the wrestling world. So first off, I'd like to get your opinion. Um, You've been in this a very long time. What's your feelings on the state of wrestling across the nation as a whole? Well, I appreciate the question, and it's a good one. Uh, I believe that the state of wrestling is is growing. Um, we're, we're getting more kids involved, and our numbers are getting larger and larger each year, and primarily it's because of young women. Uh, more girls want to wrestle. They don't want to wrestle boys, but they just want to wrestle and, and represent this school and have fun just like the boys want to do. So I think the sport is getting stronger. We have to be careful. We don't have too many rules in place that are hard for coaches to teach and, and referees to officiate or kids to understand. But other than that, I'm, I'm, really, I'm optimistic about the growth and the direction of the sport. I love that you actually brought that up because I was looking here and it was saying that I, I didn't even know this statistic, that apparently wrestling is the seventh most popular sport for boys with about 247,441 participants in over 10,000 schools across the nation. Now, when you look at that compared to females, the numbers are very different, but I guess there's been a really steady growth in this past year. There's been almost 5,000 new female participants all of a sudden. So you made that point. This is this is relevant with women. More women are coming out to wrestle. This makes me really excited that you've noticed this. So what are some of these new changes that are a path, that are impacting women in wrestling? Well, you know, uh, obviously, just for the biology of it all, you can't expect a girl to wear the same kind of boy's outfit or the same singlet. So we've had to we had to deal with that, put some rule changes in place to make it a little bit more reasonable. Um, and, you know, we just, we just can't expect a girl to wear a boy's cut singlet. It just doesn't work well. So we made sure, made sure we put some things in place that some suitable undergarments or are, are worn so no one's embarrassed because we don't want to embarrass anybody. The young ladies don't want to be embarrassed. The, the referees don't want to be embarrassed. Coaches, parents, family, friends, stands. Nobody wants to be embarrassed with this thing. So we, we put that in a couple of years ago, but the exciting news um, occurred this past April when our, our rules committee put in some rules that spoke specifically to young women. Uh, we did away with our hair length rule. So before this, be you know, uh, below your earlobes or uh, touching your shirt collar or below your eyebrows, you would have to wear a uh, mandatory hair cover that would at be attached to your ear guards. But as of this April, starting next fall, uh, you won't have that responsibility. You won't have that obligation. So if you have real long hair, just put on some ear guards and go wrestle. So we think that yeah. will make it even more attractive to young women. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that question. Do you think that that rule is going to make more women come out for the sport? 
I think it's going to knock it, knock down some barriers, season. I, I think people, you know, before were saying, you know, you know, I, I have long hair. I don't want to cut it. I don't want to put in the hair cover. The hair cover never seems to fit. It's more <laughs> hassle than anything else. So, you know, we, we, we burn up so much time on the mat, stop in to let uh, a boy or girl adjust their hair cover because they have long hair. You know, hair is, is a very personal thing. And, you know, people, you know, some in, in some cultures consider their hair their crown. And so when you have to adjust that or, 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 or manipulate that, that's really disrespectful in some, in some parts of, of a culture around the world, and especially in the United States. So the committee was really wise into not taking that off the table as obstruction um, because you can wear your hair where you want it and wrestle, and we just go on doing what we normally do. That's great. It's so great you guys took that into consideration because like you said, it could be such a simple rule that's really turning people off from the sport. And and we don't want to do that. We want everyone coming out to wrestle, right? <laughs> yes, we want as many girls wrestling as we have boys. I want to move that number from seventh in the, in the country to number four or five. I love four or five. No, we want we want number one. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get past football and basketball. Now, come on now. Okay, you make a good point. So so I'll settle for three. Okay. <laughs> we'll let football that's and that's basketball have one and two, and then wrestling will take the third spot. But I want to get those women numbers up there. I want them just as high as the boys because I have been at some wrestling tournaments, and these girls are tough. They, I have oh. seen some of these girls just make the boys cry. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to face off with some of these girls in the, court, in the alley when any night because they are tough. <laughs> um, and you think about it, some of our weight weights, are just perfect for young women. There are not many 106-pound, 19-year-old boys running around. Um, but you can find <laughs> a, a ton of young women who are 106, 112. Those are perfect natural weights for girls that they don't have to do much to, to make that weight, that they can wrestle and, and still be able to eat and, and, and have nutrition and, and, and be okay. They don't have to diet too hard. They can, they can just live their normal lives. And, and make their weight and still participate. Yeah, that's a really good point. And actually on the topic of weigh-in, so there have been some changes now because of this new uniform that you mentioned earlier, that the women now can wear more than just a singlet. Um, so explain that a little bit further and then talk about how this this new weigh-in procedure and the uniform, how does that impact the the weigh-in process? Fantastic. You notice how I teed you up with the whole weigh-in thing, right? You Okay. You know what? You, and I, I'm happy that I'm smart enough to have picked up on that. Oh, you, oh, you, you just, you just an average bear season. So, <laughs> oh, you, just, just mark an assist down for me when we keep the score later on. Okay. I so. love it. I paid you a lot of money to say really good things about me. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, I'll wait for that long with my stimulus check as well. So. <laughs> right, I owe you. It's in the mail. That's exactly right. Hey, so the the other significant rules way in in a legal uniform now this has been a problem for decades as whenever we've had young women who want to wrestle you can't weigh them in with the boys because the boys traditionally will be just in their you know underwear or, uh, of some sort you don't want boys and girls in the same doing that um this causes a lot of a lot of issues and we also have some young boys um who have some 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 modesty issues. And so we didn't want to embarrass them either. So being able to weigh in in a legal 
is perfect. It solves so many ills. Um, you've been to a lot of tournaments, and you know you always do the boys first, and the poor girls are waiting, and they can't eat anything because they want to make sure they make the weight before they get their sandwich or crackers or what have you. And then you run all the boys through, and you bring the girls in, and it's just a prolonged, painful experience because you always have to find uh, a, a, an adult female to weigh the girl in. And you know, not every every tournament has who wants to do that. So with this new rule change, you line them all up in the legal uniform, and they all weigh in. You, you'll cut through the time so much faster that they can go out and get their little snacks, or, you know, crackers or soup or whatever they're eating to sustain themselves, and they're ready to wrestle. So I think one of the greatest, as I said to the committee, this is probably the most prolific rule change in the history of high school sports going to weighing in in a legal uniform. So now we put in a couple of years ago to wear a singlet or a two-piece uniform. So this even works even better now. This is this is the best of the best. You can do so many more things now and, and get and remove any more barriers from anyone who wants to wrestle. That is so perfect. So was this kind of a long time coming? Is this something you guys have been working on for a while? What kind of prompted all these new changes to the sport? Well, you know, and, and I've been around, you know, going on, you know, past the second decade with this. And for so many years, we were always concerned that if you were unable to see the wrestler's skin, they possibly could hide some sort of skin disease. And so wearing a singlet or a two-piece uniform just covered, covered flesh that no one really wanted to deal with because we really need to know if someone is infected, we don't want them bringing that onto the man for the others, for their opponent, for the referee, for all involved. But as, and so we've, we've become more data-driven. So our decisions now are, are not so much anecdotal as they are factual and data-driven, which I think is a better way to, to make rules. Uh, there are not many groups that make rules in the world. And we're the largest in the United States probably the largest in the world, are making rules for, for the 17 sports the Federation writes rules for. So I, I like the fact that we've evolved. started in, in the early, uh, late 1900s, uh, like 1990, not like 1901, but 1990s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. I'll just say, hey, now, you're not. <laughs> oh, no. In my mind, you're 30. Yeah. You're only 30. Oh, yeah, well, we got to upgrade your mind something. <laughs> uh, I feel 30. Uh, but we, we felt that with the new data that came out, that whatever is covered with a short sleeve for the two-piece uniform or the tights that you can wear, we weren't missing that much of skin disease. The majority of the skin disease you could see on, on, on a young person, the head uh, around the crown of their hair, um, their neck, their face, their cheeks, um, you can see that, and, and, and there's no, no material hiding that. So once we eliminated that obstacle, it made all the sense that, hey, if, if we can still see it and catch you know, a, a, a tremendous majority of skin issues, then just let them weigh in in the uniform. We're not, we're not losing anything because a weigh-in is separate than a skin check. Okay, so we go through the skin checks, we line them up, get weighed in. So the two separate distinct actions. 
So um, it just made sense. The committee was so brilliant in what they did and in, 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 in very visionary season, how they saw this. We've been talking about it for a little while. We've got some more data. And the numbers came back that we're not losing anything. We're not losing enough for us not to do this. So we made a, a wise decision and, and, and made the move to, to change the rule. And I think it's going to help wrestling tremendously. We don't even understand the impact these rule changes have made that will make it easier for folks to want to wrestle uh, down the road. I, I cannot even wait now. Just from hearing you say that, I'm so excited. I want to know what these numbers are going to be like one year, two years from now, just to see what this impact really does have. I'm excited for those numbers. Oh yeah, it, it should be it should be crazy uh, because if if you want to, and it's all based and how we see school based sports, it's not about we getting anybody ready for the next level. The, the kids who wrestle in our high school, the two hundred thousand number you gave, <clears throat> those are nice young boys and girls who just want to represent their school hopefully get a letter so you can put on a letterman's jacket because that's still the big thing in the 21st century getting the letterman's jacket that's still cool for young people um and that's all they want to do for those who are talented enough to go on to wrestle at a big time school or a juco or naia school for those young people who want to do that good for them our rules haven't stopped them they still have the god-given ability to do that and we're excited for them and for those who are able to go on and, and represent our country internationally, that's even that's even better. Our rules haven't stopped them from doing that. But as you keep going up each level, the numbers get thinner and thinner. And so we're really in the business of developing young people, just to be good young people. That's all. Not to not to get a scholarship to Penn State or Oklahoma State or wherever your famous uh, most popular wrestling school is. It's just about for them to be good people and appreciate what they have and get something positive out of the four years we have in high school and make them good citizens. That's what I love about this sport. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love wrestling because wrestling is an every man or now every every woman type of sport because you can be blind. You can be deaf. You can be missing limbs. If you can make your weight and get a single at all, you can wrestle. And you can't say that same thing about basketball, track, football, water polo, tennis. You can't say that about those sports, but we'll take people who, who couldn't make it in other sports and put them in a wrestling match, and they'll thrive. They'll, they'll do tremendously well. You know, the 106-pound kid, he's not playing basketball. He's just not. But he sure can wrestle. The 120-pound girl, She's probably not playing water polo, but she can wrestle. So it's opportunity. We welcome all comers because it provides a discipline for a young person that will make them a better adult when they get older. That's the perfect sentence. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm glad you touched on it. It Wrestling gives them the discipline and gives them the feeling of being a part of a team. And it just teaches them so many things that we, I think our youth needs right now to make them, like you said, better people. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this I'm excited. I, why didn't I wrestle? I feel like I'd like to redo in high school and I need to go back and be a wrestler. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got great, great uniforms. We got manufacturers. We got some great, 
uniforms that are easy to wear and, and, and aerodynamic and they were more breathable. Uh, I remember where uh, folks back in the day used to wear wool wool rest, uh, uh, singlets. And I can't, I, I can't even imagine wearing a wool sing, uh, singlet. I'd be scratching all the time. It had to be uh, itchy. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, so that has changed in wrestling. What other changes have you seen throughout the year? As time has gone on, uh, I, 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 I've seen that. I've seen the, the two-piece uniform, which is really starting to come into. People now, uh, uh, schools are smart enough to offer some options. Because for the kid who has a modesty issue, <clears throat> has a weight concern, either too thin or in their mind too heavy, they don't want that tight singlet on them all the time. So the two-piece uniform, does allow them to, to to still be a member of a team with a sharp, attractive uniform, and and they can still do their thing on the mat and and, and not worry about it. So I think that's going to, that that will help and that has helped. We'll see more of that still developing in terms of how many more schools are starting to do that. A lot of schools are using up their existing old uniforms and just you know pass them down to the JV or freshman kids. And then to buy him a varsity, some new, really sharp and snazzy uniforms. I've seen that uh, has has born out of the work our committee has done, and has really been impactful across the country. Uh, and uh, and obviously safety. I mean, goodness gracious, uh, we we have to. Our, our number one tenant as a rules writing organization is you got to make sure everyone is safe. You got to minimize risk. You got to maximize safety, and the, the one of the most prolific safety rules was put in last year, where we take some additional time to make sure that if you bump your head, hurt your neck, or your uh, nervous system in some form or fashion through wrestling action, we're going to stop everything, take some additional time, and make sure you're okay. And, and notice what I said: we make sure you're okay, not that we're going to make sure you can continue to wrestle. We're going to make sure that you're okay. Because if you're okay, then we'll let you continue wrestling. If you're not okay, we're going to stop everything and then send you to get some kids somewhere. I've really seen that filter down through the refs because, I mean, I've been at a lot of different tournaments now or different wrestling matches, and that's the exact thing I've noticed, that any time a kid, even just the hint of a head injury or, or gets slammed down on the mat or comes down on their head and maybe hits their neck, any little hint of that, the refs always stop it, no matter what's going on, give the kids a second, want to make sure they're they're checked out properly. So I think you guys on the back end are doing such a good job of enforcing rules that look out for the safety. And then it's trickling down through the organization because everybody right now is so concerned about the kids' safety, which like you said, is the first priority. So that's been really great to witness on the side. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I think that, you know, because high school is just one fast, life. Um, I mean, a, a wrestler will wrestle probably year-round doing all kinds of different types of wrestling. And so the other and while we don't have any influence or control over them, we do over our, our member state associations and their high schools. The parents are watching what's going on during the high school season and when little Johnny and little Jamal are going off to wrestle club or other different type of wrestling, Mom and dad are saying, hey, Mr. C Mr. Club Coach, Lil Johnny and Jamal are doing this over here. You got to make sure that they're protected when I bring my child to your program. 
And when we go to camps, you got to make sure the kids are protected when they go to camps. So, you know, we don't mind being the the uh, the front blazers, you know, uh, uh, the focus. Trailblazers over there. Yeah, thank you. The trailblazers <laughs> on this because it's the right thing for young people. And it's all about young people, keeping them safe. Want them to enjoy their experience. Again, four years go by really fast. And if we don't impact them positively, we're going to educate them because they go to school. But there's so much more we can do with them and get them ready for the, the challenges of the real world. And that's what high school athletics does, especially wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I would be insane if I didn't ask you the most obvious question with the state of the world right now. <laughs> How do you feel that the current pandemic will impact the state of wrestling going forward? Oh, that's a million dollar question. Uh, <clears throat> I, I believe we would just have to do some things that we probably should have been doing all along. You know, you talk about things like, you know, wash your hands and cover your mouth. Those are things that your parents taught you. My parents taught me. That's just common practice. That's just, that's daily operation. That's nothing I have to think about. It's a reaction as opposed to me thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we move forward, because everybody's going to be all flipped out. Um, you know, that first wrestling practice at somebody's high school, I can guarantee some kids will come in there wrapped in bubble, bubble plastic. Because their mom and dad does not want anything to get on their little child. The, the kids are going to be wrapped from head to toe <laughs> in, in bubble bubble uh, plastic, and they can fall down and bounce back up. Again. Um, and and then we'll have some kids who, who are of the extreme, and then there's everything in the middle. I think the best thing we can do is just maintain our basic principles before we you know you just you know wipe the mats down the first. You know, first day of a tournament, you might have to wipe those masks down more frequently. We make, need to make sure that there's hand sanitizer off the table for the workers, the referees, coaches, and wrestlers. And let's talk about wrestlers' shoes a little bit. Those jokers will walk all over creation on shoes. They're in the bathroom. They do. You know what's in the bathroom. <laughs> They're standing in, you know what, home. When they come bring that on the mat. We need to have some 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 wash there, and, and, I, and I call it wash, but I've seen them before. But the really nice, slick kind of products. You step on, sanitize your shoes, wipe them off, and then you go wrestle. And it's just that fast. Those are the type of things I think we can do. Oh. Cost a lot of money, and definitely will not cost that much more time, um, because that's how you keep folks safe. We can't wear gloves on the mat. Um, because I can't, I can't grab my opponent with gloves on. I can't wear a face mask. So we're going to have to you know, do the things we can do to make sure we stay clean. Basic things. Wash your uniform after practice. Have more than one uh, a practice uh, set of clothes. Uh, take showers after practice. Wash whatever you picked up or got when you were at the uh, wrestling room at school. Wash it off your skin, off your body. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not telling you anything that, uh, that CDC would tell you. It's just common sense what I'm giving you. This mm-hmm. is this got to be smart about it. Any kind of pads you have, um, your socks, your singlet, wash your stuff in, in hot water. 
Um, and, and that's how we can keep our sport safe uh, because we really have an obligation to each other in the world of wrestling. And if I wrestle somebody and they wrestle somebody else, it, it just carries on. So I have an obligation to make sure I'm in good, good shape and in good condition that I don't give my opponent something because I want to beat my opponent, but I do not want to infect my opponent. And I don't want him or her to carry it on to anybody else. And we all, you know, that's the brotherhood, sisterhood of wrestling. You know, even though we compete and want to get someone down for two seconds, we do appreciate, no one else appreciates how hard another wrestler works. So that is inspiring to me because I know how hard my, you know, prepared to get to this moment in time. And I have to respect that. I still want to beat him but I have to respect what he did to get to this moment, to get to face me on the mat. I have to respect all the training and the monitoring his food. and Can't go out and eat fast food when he wants to or hang out with his buddies when he wants to. He had to be disciplined and train and run. And so those things I think will, will not change. But I think we do basic common sense things. We take showers, we wash, we wash our stuff, we wash our towels. I think that will help keep us safer. I agree. Do you think, though, moving forward, do you see them implementing any of these things? Do you really think they're going to start making these changes to make sure that everybody is staying as safe as possible? Well, you know, there's nothing that we will we will talk about it. And as a rules writing body, there's certain things we can we can demand. Um, but I, obviously, mm-hmm. you said there's 10,000 schools. I cannot travel to all 10,000 high schools in the United States and make sure they're yeah. adhering to the policy. I would love to do it because um, I'd probably hang out more in California and Hawaii and check those schools out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I think... I'd volunteer to go to those places well, if you need to help you divide yeah, up. We can divide and conquer. Yep. I'll take that. To you go to you Southern out. California. I go to Northern. We meet the middle and go to Hawaii for a soda. Uh, so, <laughs> Absolutely, I'm in. <laughs> I, I think it's it's going to be up to the responsibility of the school administration, uh, the athletic director, and more important, the the wrestling head coach. He or she has to be smart enough to know that I can't for a young person to get sick on my watch. I got to do everything with my ability to make sure these 35, 40, 50 kids are are are, are safe. And and if I do that. And if my opponent do that, we'll be okay. We, we stand a better chance of being successful and not infect anybody if we just take care of those basic things. I really like hearing how much you guys are really looking out for the safety of everyone involved. I mean, I don't have kids, but if I did, even just talking to you now, it makes me feel even more secure about someday having a son that's going to wrestle or having a good friend who has a son that's going to wrestle. I feel good knowing that you guys are really looking out for the important things here. Oh yeah. But don't forget if, happy. if you have a daughter, she can wrestle too now. It's that is true. I don't know why I didn't yeah. say that here. I'm all about women wrestling. <laughs> heck, heck yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself to go back in time so I can wrestle. But yes, my daughter, hopefully I want her to be out there because I want to know that she can take that's care exactly of herself. Right. In any that's situation. exactly right. I, we believe that data statistics show that a young person who participates in sports and, and or activities in high school, there are a few things that we stand out. One, they're more disciplined. There's fewer missed days of school, fewer uh, uh, fewer discipline issues that they don't get in trouble in school. They have a very good 
sense of body image. They they like their body. They like to have mm. fun. And I'm you know I I raised a daughter, and now my daughter's raising a daughter. So I have a granddaughter. Uh, typically, those girls who participate, there's a lower chance of them getting pregnant before them getting married. So there's a ton of oh. research out there that shows that you participate. There's some benefits, and you normally get better grades than your non-participating classmates because you have to. Like I said the most important thing um, of, of the data that we've seen for comparing young people who participate in studies and athletics, the ones who participate better grades because they're the ones who have to manage their time. They have to manage training, competing. And it doesn't matter if you're on the drama club, the band front, wrestling, water polo, it doesn't matter. The benefits are the same. And this is not just for those who are the flute in the band or orchestra. It's for any and everyone who participates. So we know it's important for young people to participate. That's why we have over 12 million who participate in athletics and activities because we know it makes them a better person. Were you, when you were growing up, did were you a wrestler? I mean, how did you get involved with all of this? Well, you know, strangely enough, that's a good question. I was not. Uh, I was a two-sport athlete in high school. I, I played basketball, which I was lousy at. I, I had more fouls than I had points. Um, but I've also played football, and, and I found my success in my niche playing football. But I was also an activist kid. I was on the speech and debate team. I was on the chess club. I participated in a lot of things because I just thought it was fun. I wasn't always good in all those things, but I really enjoyed hanging out with a different set of kids because the kids on the chess club weren't the same kids I played football with and the kids on the speech debate program weren't the same kids I played basketball with. But for me, it was okay. Um, I went to all-boys school in Chicago. Um, so it was just one more way for me to, 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 to wear the colors, the school colors and be proud and to participate. And, and not to mention my mother kept me signed up for everything going. So I didn't have a choice. Ah. <laughs> You're well-rounded though. That serves you so great in life. You got to learn so many different lessons oh, yeah, from all yeah. of those activities. I, I thanked her while she was alive. I thanked been... her a gazillion times over and over. I'm sure she's very, very proud of you. Yep, I hope so. Especially, like I said, you're you're VIP. So, how did all of that lead you to the NFHS? Well, <laughs> that's a that's a long story, but I'll make it short for you. Um, I can't... we got time. Don't you worry. I guarantee everyone's <laughs> hanging on every word here, so they want to hear from you. Only because <laughs> we're stuck at home. That's why. Uh... <laughs> I, uh, uh, that does work to our advantage we have everybody trapped right now yeah, so they have to where it goes like, it's, 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 it's do nothing. so I uh, graduated from Mount Carmel High School South Side Chicago um, in the Midwest and I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to play football at Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina and I had some, some talents and skills allowed me to play at Wake Forest as a starter for all four years and move on to uh, start my career. And, you know, different jobs, different professional jobs. I was in corporate sales for Xerox Corporation and the Bell Systems. And I traveled the country, so I was able to move from Chicago to North Carolina to uh, Pennsylvania and worked there. And, and you oh, know, wow. one thing led to another. And I 
got a job working for the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association, which is the state association. Every state has one that regulates state championships, eligibility, and transfers for high schools in that state. And I was there for a number of years and opportunity to move back to the Midwest to be closer to my family, uh, especially my mother and stepfather when we get a little older. So I made that move back to Indianapolis to work for the National Federation. And 21 years later, here I am, still here. Oh, they haven't gotten sick yeah, of Yeah, probably, huh? probably went <laughs> after 21 years. But I'm, I, I, I keep showing up. I had a football coach tell me, no matter what happens, just keep showing up. So I keep showing up. I love that. Not only just showing up, you are showing up, you are doing your best, and you are you guys are really making a difference here. You're really making changes to these sports that are, like you said before, these are these are relative, and they are going to change the sports in the future and coming, continuing on. So what you're doing is making a huge. Well, thank impact. you. No, I, I there's seven other rules editors, and I'm, I'm I'm uber proud to be one of the eight. There are eight people in the world that do what I do, and I I do not take it lightly. Uh, I love my seven colleague, my other colleagues, because I think they have some of the brightest, sharpest minds in the country, and and they and they come to work every day with one thing in mind: how do we keep what we do safe and minimize risk, and keep young people safe and allow them to participate, and they have a good experience. And that, that's my mindset when I walk in that door every day, and I miss them right now because we don't see each other like we used to. We don't go to lunch; we just have to go through these Zoom meetings all the time to see each other but but i miss them because i just i just feel they're such good quality people and i'm honored to be a part of that group with them and that's what i'll miss the day i retire we'll you know the the crazy phone calls and the long nights and the long plane rides here and there is part of the deal but i'll miss my colleagues because to me it's a family i'm an only child so having this opportunity to, to be so close to these folks, mm. they're like my brothers and sisters. So they're pretty cool. They're special to me. Oh, <laughs> you'll be reunited. Soon. I, I hope just know it. Lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they're going to owe you a lot of days. Of oh yeah. Done. <laughs> well, just don't ever retire, please. Can you just stay here forever? Oh, You're not allowed I, to I wish, but at some point in time, you got to get off the line. Season, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whenever that day comes, it will be no time soon because, again, you're 30 years old, so you still have a That's my story, and I'm sticking to it, yes. But when it is time yeah, – hey, <laughs> I believe it. When it is time for you to move on, what do you want your legacy to be as a director? Uh, you, know, it, you know, people always have, you know, um, these just grandiose things. They want statues and things. Uh, built in their honor and, and name programs and boats after them. I only want people to know that I showed up, I did a good job to keep children safe. And I and, and that's it. I, I did my job. I did it because I I love young people. I want them to thrive. I know it's important in their lives to have structure and have coaches and men and women coaches. And that's all I want people to realize. If, if anything else, like this guy showed up and never dodged any questions, took hard calls, gave hard answers, and I'm okay with that part. Giving a hard answer or criticism, and or the 
doing what my rules committees do, I can do that all day long um, because that's part of my job. But I just want to make sure young people were safe under my watch. It was two sports that I'm responsible for. I think you're doing just that. So you have no worries there. I mean, that's exactly what you are doing. And I'm so proud to watch it. I'm so proud to see you get to do this and make these changes and, and see how you're really making a difference in these sports. No, thank you. It's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want the the refs or the coaches or the wrestlers or their families to know that are listening to this yeah, podcast? Yeah, I, I have. A, if, if you allow me, I have a few messages for a few few groups of people. Um, okay. Absolutely. Right, Take well, it I'll away. It's all with, yours. Uh, the referees. Um, they are so critical in what we do because no matter how many kids you have wrestle or how many coaches you have coaching, without referees, you're not doing anything. The needle never moves. So to the referees out there, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts at the National Federation because nothing happens without you. Keep working your craft, learning as much as you can, and, and, and talk to kids. Talk to these kids. Talk to the coaches. Let them understand you're, just, you're not just a guy or a gal in a striped shirt and a whistle. You're a person, and, and you understand what they're going through, and you, and you support them. Uh, because it's important, you, you know, we're all of this together. When the pandemic started, we were in this together. Sometimes folks just don't understand or realize that. So referees, keep working your craft, studying, ask questions. Uh, if you don't know something, ask someone who you trust. If you know something, tell someone else who doesn't know it that you know something and help them out. Uh, to my coaches, um, God love you and God bless you because you have a job. You're someone's parent for a whole part of a school year and you don't get paid for that part of it. You donate your time and energy and your money buying a kid who's hungry something to eat or, or, or slapping a kid in the back telling him or her it'll be okay. You're fulfilling a role that in some kids' life you're the only stable adult in their lives. Now what you signed up for, you just wanted to coach wrestling and then go home to your home. But you're such an impactful part of these children's lives. Please don't take it for granted. Understand how important it is. Um, I cannot tell you any of my schools, high school's teachers' names, but I can tell you every one of my coaches' names. And I've been out of school for a long time. But these men were just so, they, they impressed me because of their, their concern for our well-being as a team. And we weren't state champions when I was there. Uh, we weren't that good at all. But they still coach us the same way. And I'll never forget that. And, um, and my coaching experience over the years, I, I tried to re relive that and bring, the, and bring those skills and talents to the teams I was coaching because it's important for kids to believe that adult believes in them. Because sometimes you might not have that at home. So you look forward to coming to practice because you know Coach Smith is going to say some good things about you or to you. And he might get on you a little bit for not hustling or doing this move or, or making that pass or whatever it may be, but he's doing it out of love. And, and you can respect that. Um, and so, so coaches, thank you very much. Um, I love you to death. I know you have a thankless job. Um, you know, everyone wants you to win and win that state championship, even when you don't have a state championship squad. But as long as the kids get something out of it and they can walk away and say, hey, I'm a better man, I'm a better young woman because of, of this coach's uh, 
uh, involvement in my life, that to me is way more important than a state championship. That's a life-changing gift you've given someone, and you can, and they can never take that away from those young people. And finally, my wrestlers, wrestlers and parents. Hey, wrestling is not an easy sport. It is not for the faint of heart. If you want to wrestle, that tells me you have some intestinal fortitude, that you're just tough, and you don't mind doing the hard work for the benefits and the payoff. And the payoff is how will you perform? Um, not every wrestler is going in it saying, you know, I'm going to be the state, next state, state champ for four years in a row. Most wrestlers go into it saying, I want to see how hard I can push my body and how strong I am internally because that's what I need to survive in this world. So the folks who will thrive coming through this coronavirus and, and we're really coming through it, you know, that, you know, we're not stuck in it. We're moving, we're gaining ground coming through it. The ones who will thrive and survive and, and, and do extremely well on the other side of this will be those young men and women who participated in high school sports because they understand toughness, discipline, time management, stick to a commitment, all the qualities you want in a leader or someone of, of high uh, station, these young people, it, it's embodied in them. Even though they were 15 when they went through high school uh, wrestling, and now they're 35, 25, 45, 55, that hard work didn't dissipate. It didn't just go away. They didn't forget it. It's part of their DNA. And I don't know if these men or women were state champs or didn't or got pinned for four years straight. But the fact they kept showing up and kept working at their craft and working at their skill, and that's what's going to help our country come through this on, on, the, on a positive note. And that season is all I got for you. No, <laughs> oh, that was great. No, that was great. You're gonna. Tony's not gonna need me anymore. You're oh no, he over. doesn't pay You're enough. Incredible. I can't. <laughs> ah, I love it. Well, I have been so so lucky to get to sit here and talk to you about some of the new changes about wrestling, about life, about all the good things that this and so many other sports does for people. So. Hopefully everyone's been listening, but if you haven't, if you're just tuning in now, we got to talk with Elliot Hopkins, who's the director of the NFS, NFHS. <laughs> My goodness, that's a mouthful for me. <laughs> um, this has been great. I've had so much fun. Like I said, there's there's so many incredible things about this sport. As you mentioned, you touched on so many of them, but wrestling's a family. Wrestlers have so many great qualities, so many good things ahead of them, and I cannot wait to see what these new changes that you guys have implemented, what it's going to do for the sport in the future. I mean, we need to talk again in a couple of years and just, I have a feeling these numbers are going to explode. Wrestling is going to become the number three sport and we're going to have so many more females up here. So I'm excited to see the future of wrestling and uh, Elliot, thank you for everything. You are incredible. Oh, thank you very much. So very kind to have you. I appreciate it. Uh, please stay safe and stay healthy. And if I could be of any assistance in the future, do not hesitate to give me a call. Absolutely. Thank you again so much. And I hope you guys all enjoyed this week's Sound the Whistle with Tony Clark. Tony Clark will be back for an episode coming up. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure and follow me on Instagram. 
IL Wrestling Ref. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Assigner Guy. A S S I G N R G U Y to be notified of new podcast episodes. Thank you and have a great day.